Thank you for joining Holy Spirit Living, the podcast that encourages and equips believers to live each moment intentionally to bring glory to God and build His kingdom. Hi, everybody. We are here today, and we are wanting to talk about focus. It seems like lately, I know at least for me, I've been dealing with a lot of distractions that's come into my life. I just really wanted to kind of take a reset on things and say, Lord, let me get into your word. Let me find out what you have to say about this. Give me insight on how to just kind of take away all the distractions that I'm dealing with. And let me get recentered on what's important. Sometimes along the way, we get so distracted by other things. Lord knows there's so many things that we can get distracted just in everyday life. What is he calling me to do in this hour? And so many times I feel like things come into our schedule that pull us away from his purpose and his plan. Maybe it's for the day, maybe it's for the hour, or it could be for months. As we began to pray, we were led to Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is such a great story of just overcoming those distractions. Biggest thing that stood out to me was where he said, I'm I'm doing something big and I can't come down right now. Obviously, he was putting restrictions on some of the stuff he could do. But I really wanted to share something that Paul wrote to the Corinthians. You know, you know, my word for this year is diligent and we got to be diligent and not getting distracted because there's a lot of things coming up as far as building and working for the Lord and getting in the presence of the Lord, just like what you're saying. I think that sometimes we're just so busy, 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 busy doing things. It's because, you know, I'm seeing all this other stuff going on and my mind starts to wander and go go in a different direction. But Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, he's writing to the Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35, I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you, I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord the best with as few as distractions as possible. Whatever's going to help us serve the Lord at our best. Right. I want you to do without distractions. I looked up a lot of different distraction verses that's throughout the Bible. And and one of them, would you be surprised that it'd be Romans 12 too? Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you got to renew your mind on what you're putting your focus on. Right. And how to say, okay, this is how I used to do things, but now it's time to transform the way I do things and start to think differently. When I came to the Lord, what I used to do wasn't in operation no more. That was a distraction. Now it's like, no, I need to refocus Think of what I'm doing, what God has called me to do. He called me out of this world and to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And what I'm supposed to be doing is building his kingdom and not my own kingdom. Right. It's different when you've been transformed. As we were in the book of Nehemiah, his story is about him being distracted as he's building this wall. He's trying to build this wall around Jerusalem. And the enemy's coming at him, trying to bring things into his path to pull him away from what God has called him to do. And they send for him, hey, you need to come down here. We need to talk about this. There's these allegations and all of this. 
They send for him a few times, and finally he says to them, look, this is all lies that's made up in your head or whatever, and I'm not going. I'm not going to come down. I have things that I have to get done. And he continues to focus, and in 52 days, he completes his project. Yeah. Could you build a wall around Jerusalem in 52 days? Do you think you could do that today? With God, no, things are possible. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that was a great feat, even for today. Yeah. And he had it done so many years ago without all of the tools and technology and and machinery that we could do it with today. Right. Yeah, he got busy on purpose of what he was doing. Right. And and. And what's amazing with that is you start looking at all the opposition that started coming at him. You know, there was accusations, there was mocking, there was things going on because he was doing what he was supposed to be doing for the Lord. And think about us today. Right. When we start to do things right for the Lord, what kind of opposition comes at us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's not even from just the enemy. It's it's from our own brothers and sisters sometimes. Right. You know? Well, you know, and that's that's a good point. Sometimes the, the most opposition we can face is right from inside the church. But we have to remember that we never put a face to the enemy. So the enemy will work through people to impress upon them. Or, you know, he lies. Obviously, he lies, and sometimes people fall for those lies. They could be small, they could be slight things, and they become offended, or they believe something that's not true, just like the enemy did in this case that was saying Nehemiah needed to come and talk because there was these allegations. Obviously, that can happen. The thing is, is that we don't lose focus, that we don't get caught up in those distractions and allow the little things, the gossip, the talking bad about people or, or, you know, people coming in and talking about or accusing us. But we yeah. keep our head down. We stay focused on the Lord right. and doing what he's called us to do. I think that right now we're in such an intense shaking, like in the body of Christ, in the kingdom. I, I feel like in the earth, really, to be honest, there's so much going on politically mm. and the kingdom culture, I feel like right now is mm-hmm. getting shaken, but I feel like it's it's shaking off the religious roots yep. and going back to the authentic. Amen. And I believe that through that, it's causing some people to have some, I guess, aches and pains as that happens. Right. And as the body is aligning with the authentic movement of Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit, then I believe that as we're getting back into alignment of that, that we're coming back to the place that we should have been to begin with as a church, as a whole. The intensity is growing. Yes. There will be some opposition from those that have done church traditionally, and they have done it through religious routine and methods. But we just have to be diligent in what we're doing. Just like you said, your word is diligent for this year. Yeah. I heard that... You can take opposition and use it as an opportunity or use it as an excuse. It's a perfect example of the opportunity as us as believers have, you know, that shaking that's going on. All of a sudden it's opening up to where we can use it as an opportunity and stop making excuses. That's right. And I want to talk about it even beyond ministry because for me, you know, I've worked in management for years 
in a secular position. And I don't really want to use secular and ministry because, to be honest, it's all ministry. Anywhere you are working, anywhere you are going into your job each day, that is a ministry God's called you to. And to be honest, my word for this year is occupy. And I really believe that as I occupy wherever he's placed me, he's placed me into in the world, that I have a place there to be a light to others around. I was actually looking at leadership and just how it lines up even with Nehemiah. We have to learn as leaders how to defeat the distractions that come at us. There's so many distractions right now with the television and the cell phones and social media that's all around us. And we have to be able to say, we are not going to let that infringe upon the purpose and the plan that God has for us. And being able to cut those things off to set boundaries. A.W. Tozer wrote, distractions must be conquered or they're going to conquer us. So let us cultivate simplicity and let us walk in the spirit. And Winston Churchill said, you'll never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. I believe this is a good representation of Nehemiah. If he had stopped and thrown stones at every dog that was barking at him, every person that came and accused him or that said, you need to come We need to talk about this. If he had taken the time to throw stones or to entertain that, he would have never accomplished what he needed to do and what he was called to do. So we have to become masters of defeating the distractions that come into our life so that we can stay diligent, so we can stay on point. We can move forward with the purposes and the plans of God. You know, when I think about all of the distractions that came in the way of Nehemiah, trying to stop him from completing the rebuilding of the wall. He was able to still push through. He stayed focused, intense focus, and finished the wall in 52 days. One thing that we can do is pray to God about what we're called to do. If we know that we know that we know that we're called to do this for this season, believe that it's significant. Obviously, if God's called us to it and he's given us that work to do, it's a significant work. It means something to the kingdom. There's a reason. There's a plan for it. If we don't believe it's significant, we're never going to stay focused on the work. Yes, absolutely. He knew the importance of it. Think about what the importance of it is. It's the gates or the city. If it didn't have a wall protecting it, It was fair game, slim pickings for the enemy, right? I mean, the enemy just came in and destroyed. And he realized that there was an importance of of protecting and fortifying the city, right? It's similar with our home also. If we don't put up walls and protect our homes, we let the enemy come in. And it's the same thing for us. Whatever we're doing, if we're not building protection around us, the enemy can come in and lie to us, mock us, throw bad thoughts to us. I mean, we got to build our mind up to where we cannot be attacked by the enemy like that. So even like from a spiritual perspective, you're talking, and then even also from a physical perspective of literally doing what we're called to do. Yeah. 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 You'd think of it symbolically to the spiritual part of it. And, you know, it's important for us. When we 
start heading in the correct direction, the opposition of the enemy is going to come at us hard. And, yeah. and we got to be ready for that. I mean, if you think about Nehemiah, even by his own people, he was getting mocked and, and, and preyed upon. He had opposition from his own people to the point where they even was trying to bring him down into an ambush and kill him. Right. And he's like, you know what? I don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> I got a purpose, and I'm here to f- complete this purpose. Right. What I love about it is when they sent the messengers to him, he replied, I'm carrying on a great project, and I cannot go down. He said, it's a great project. He didn't say, you know, I've got work to do. He said, I am carrying on a great project. There was value in what he was doing, mm-hmm. and he was acknowledging yes. the importance Let me tell you this. I don't care if it's going to the grocery store to get a loaf of bread. If God sent you to do it, it is a mighty work. It is a mighty importance. There is something great and supernatural even about that assignment. Amen. And we should take it serious. So anything that God gives us as an assignment, we should not take that lightly. We should steward that so well and, and take it and carry it with such importance. And he did that. Yes. God gave him that assignment because he knew he wasn't going to just fall for the tricks of the enemy. He knew he was going to say, no, I've got to get this work done. This is all a lie. It's distractions. It's, you know, whatever. It's made up in your mind because he tells them that, you know, and I'm not going. That's really powerful. You know, there's an old leadership adage that says, if you don't build your dreams, Someone else will hire you to build theirs. And I think that's such a great reflection of what Nehemiah was doing there. He was building his dreams because his dreams aligned with God's dream. It aligned with what God was calling him to do. He could have come down and followed them and did their bidding and their will. He had never accomplished what God had set him out to do. Amen. We have to stay focused on the purpose, on the calling that God has for our lives. You know, there's another thing that came up too recently. We were in Houston not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And while we were there, we had just merged in with some other uh, pastors and leaders from all around the country. And a couple there had said they were called to do acting ministry, though. They would do these plays, these elaborate plays, and these productions. If you've ever been to Sight and Sound Theater, it's amazing. It's just a beautiful calling. So the arts is their calling, and they lead and teach. Part of my heart just leapt out because I'm like, yes, I'm all about the arts. But Holy Spirit said, Mandy, we can look at all these things that look really cool, and we might even have a heart for them. Like, that sounds terrific. All the ministries that we see and that we're surrounded by all have a very important purpose. Yes. But we can't do them all. Nope. We're not called. We are not anointed to do all of them. God calls us specifically for a different purpose and plan for our life. And so sometimes even seeing what other people are doing in ministry can become a distraction. Right. Like, oh, I want to do that, or I want to go there, or they're doing this, so I want to do that. And Jesus and Holy Spirit, God is leading us through where he has us in this hour, what he has us doing, and all of these different 
elements and purposes and ministries that's going on all have a vital work for the kingdom yes and for propelling the kingdom forward but we have to stay focused on our lane stay Mm -hmm. in your own lane for instance you know we Mm -hmm. hear that a lot stay in your own lane stay focused on the calling god has for you if i don't stay focused on what i'm doing I'll be pulled and, you know, here to there. I'll be just double-minded. Yeah. And I know my calling is to transform people. My calling is to equip people and to bring transformation. Amen. I love to worship. I love to lead worship. And that's something that God has called me to do, too. God's not calling me to lead the arts. That's not what he's doing. And I just love that he has people that's anointed to do that and i can come alongside them and i can celebrate for their wins and uh, enjoy what he's doing through them i enjoy going to sights and sounds i enjoy being a part of what these ministries are doing and even supporting those ministries financially or whatever the case would be but my focus has to be on what i'm called and my purpose could you could you imagine nehemiah if, if he was over planting a garden or, right. or build another house that was inside those walls, would the wall have gotten put up in 52 days? Would the wall have been as strong as it should have been to protect them? You know, we get so busy, and I'm guilty of that. You know I am. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm part of this group over here. I'm part of that group up there. Mm-hmm. I'm part of this group on Wednesday. I'm at our church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm at school on Sunday night and I've thinned myself out. And what happens when you start to get worn down, you become very vulnerable to the enemy's attacks. Right. And and then it starts messing with your mind, starts messing with your thought process, and you're not as effective as what God has called you to do and right. what, what he's called you to be and what he's called you to build. And my purpose is to pastor. My Calling is pastoring, mm-hmm. and pastoring means taking care of the, the flock and taking care of the sheep and making sure I'm taking them to green grass and riv- rivers of living water, right? And making sure that I'm uh, attentive on on where that those streams are coming from. we got to be aware of where God has called us, and, right. and just like what you said. There's somebody that's anointed at doing sights and sound. Obviously, you go there and you see that and you realize, wow. These guys really know what they're doing, right? And, and God has equipped them. I think that's a good thing. I mean, when we think about like the titles of apostle, prophet, different things, the offices of that, I think that ours really falls into apostolic. I mean, we obviously know we have an apostolic mantle that we walk in, that we move in, because we're equipping the body. You're also pastoring, you know, and but fathering. Uh, the church, and God's called me to equip and leadership through apostolic. And so as we come in and we do that, we pioneer. Not everybody's called to pioneer. I mean, that's an apostolic mantle. That's an apostolic anointing. It's an apostolic skill to pioneer something. That means building something from the ground up where there was nothing. And I know we've ran into a lot of situations where God is calling people to certain ministries, but they don't know how to get started. And with us, we've come alongside them. We've walked them through and helped them to pioneer the ministry to get it started. That's become a distraction because although we're called to lead and equip, 
we can't start up everybody's ministry. Right. You know, we just can't. Well, and, and there's times, though, that God will call us to it. And I know that he did that with Living Water. He's done that with a, a few different ministries. He's called us to come in and pioneer the start of that. Right. We knew that. But there comes a time when we have to release it right. to the to the true owner of that, that he's called to take that over. For me, I had to get to that place to where it was like, he was like, this is not your calling. Your calling is apostolic. Your calling is pioneering. Your calling is equipping, but you equip them with the skills and let them take it over. Sometimes we get caught up in the distraction of not releasing it. Right. So it's like the catch and the release. Yeah. We lead that. We pioneer it till it gets to a place I feel like where it's like the Wright brothers, the plane has lift off, it's left the ground, and then we can let go and right. let it glide and let them just kind of come in and take over and pilot that. Amen. And sometimes we we hold on to it because we become so invested in it, that becomes a distraction. Right, right. But it's not our calling Amen. to keep that. Yeah. And, you, and you know, one, one thing when Nehemiah found the vulnerability of Jerusalem, what did he do? The Bible says that he did something. The very first action he did was he prayed. Mm-hmm. He prayed and he actually fasted for four months. Do you realize that? Yeah. Before he was given the strength and the courage to petition the king and ask him if he could build the wall. Yeah. A lot of times we get so quick into jumping into something that we wasn't called to. Right. And we we have to pray. Pray. And fast usually. You know. Make we sure. we did that before we, we moved, right? Mm-hmm. I mean said, Oh, we're gonna be moving and I said, I need to pray and I need to fast about this. And I think the fasting assisted in, in getting all the distractions out of the way. That's right. That's that's really a great thing, thinking about that from we're starting into the new year. A lot of people wanna fast and prepare spiritually for this new year coming. Fasting is a way to eliminate the distractions. Food can be a distraction. I mean, there can be a lot of things that's a distraction, but it just focuses. Yeah, I'm going to focus on what it is that God's calling me to do at this time. You know, when we look at Nehemiah, he didn't waste time in the battles that don't exist. I mean, how many times do we get caught up in things that aren't really true? Like we said, the accusations, the rumors, all of that, we can get so caught up into it that sometimes our feelings will get involved to where we're like, well, somebody's saying this about our ministry or about us, or they're accusing me of being this way. And I'm going to tell you what, if you can't handle criticism, do not get in leadership because let me just say to you, that you will be under scrutiny. You will be looked at. There will be people that will make accusations that are not true about you. But you just stay focused on God. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel so you get updates on the latest discussions and topics. Check us out on our social media pages as well. We're on Facebook at Holy Spirit Living. Our website is www.holyspiritliving.org. You can find all the information if you want to sponsor or become a partner to this ministry. We encourage you to look for the gold in others today. Be blessed, but better yet, be a blessing.